Welcome back to Sprinkle with Hope podcast with your host, Jason. Shane and I have the great pleasure of interviewing some some amazing people. We really have over the year and a half been doing this. We've interviewed some really amazing people, and Craig Bruce is no exception to that rule. Um, he, he's really insightful. I really like the things that he's talking about. He brings hope to health and fitness and talks about that. And I think that you'll really, you know, if you listen to to what he's talking about and implement some of those things in your life, you will find better success. We really love having discussions with people that want to talk to us first. And he gives such simple sound advice. I know that if you listen to this, you can do every single thing that he is talking about because it's simple and it's things that every one of us can do, but those simple things will change your life. We truly appreciate every single one of you. Jason and I are so grateful for all of you. We feel you. We appreciate you. We see you from all over the world. We truly do. And we thank you so much for the support that you give us and for the drive to continue to provide great messages to you. So Craig Bruce, thank you so much for your time. Here we go. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome back to Sprinkle with Hope podcast with your host, Jason. And we are so excited to bring our guest with us on today, Craig Bruce. Uh, Craig is a former burnt out executive who ran global teams, worked 70 hours a week, which is insane, and was so driven that it was starting to kill him. He has since transformed his health and changed his life lifestyle through the use of science-based behavioral change. Now, as a certified health and life coach, He's passionate about helping other executives own their destiny to become their biggest advocate. And I just love that because I think it's exactly what we're talking about. You know, I mean, hope goes throughout every aspect of your life, right? The way that you live, the way you eat, the way you take care of yourself, the way you treat yourself, the way you talk to yourself um, is really, really important. And so thanks for joining us today, Craig. And we're really looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, Jason and Shane, uh, thank, thank you so much. I have been looking forward to this. I've been following your podcast and, and I'm really excited. And, and I want to say, and I want to say this publicly is the world needs you too. The world needs what you're doing. So, so keep it up. And I'm just honored to be part of the conversation today. That's awesome. awesome. Thank you. That really means a lot to us, Craig. So we're, we're really excited. I would echo what Jason has said. We're super excited for this discussion so we kind of painted a little picture about your 70-hour work weeks. That's insane. What got you into this different lifestyle, if you want to call it that? Yeah, it's such a good question. So I, um, I just boarded my flight home, and I'm getting settled into my window seat. And it's been a 15-hour day already, and I still probably have three more hours before I get home and get to bed. And the flight attendant approaches me and I think she's going to ask me for a drink. (laughs) Not that didn't happen. She guys, you know what she said to me? She said, you look awful. (laughs) And I, I, I turned and I looked into the darkness through the window and I saw my reflections. A reflection. And honestly, 
if the bags under my eyes had gotten any bigger, <laughs> she was going to come back and tell me to check them in the overhead bin. Right. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and and I, I suddenly I felt tears welling up. Mm. And I, I said to myself, Craig, you're a grown man crying in public. Stop it. Your, your life sucks. But it didn't appear that way to others. To others, I was killing it. Yeah. But you know what? In reality, like many of my clients, executives and entrepreneurs, and I bet like many of your listeners, truth was I was killing myself. Yeah. To the point where the next day I landed in my doctor's office and she, she ordered bed rest. Wow. And my version of bed rest was my laptop, my cell phone, and my con- and conference calls while I was pretending to rest in bed. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Some, some of your listeners may be able to relate to that. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, it was in that moment that I knew that my current lifestyle had become my new normal and it was killing me and something had to change. And that's when I said, I have to become an advocate for my own health and lifestyle. And that's why I believe that health and lifestyle, your health and lifestyle is a decision and you got to own it. I, I love that because I think it, it puts the ownership back on yourself. Right. And, and I think oftentimes we think, oh yeah, my boss will give me the day off or you know, whatever, or let me finish this one project up and then I'll be good. Right. Yeah. Like, and we think that's how it's going to work. And it just doesn't, you know, the world just doesn't quite give us handouts like that. <laughs> <laughs> to the contrary. Right. Yeah. If ever. Right. If and ever. so, you know, like they want us to work, you know, 90, a hundred right. hour work weeks and, right. and just, you know, um, and so w- when you did this change or you, you know, made this pivot in your life, what was kind of like the first step that you took that you said, okay, this, this is where I'm going to start to change things in my life and, you know, move forward and and make my own decisions to, to, to make a better life for myself. Yeah. That's such a great question, um, Jason. So the first step was really um, acknowledging that my current lifestyle was killing me and that I had to own my destiny. And as cliche as that sounds, it, it, it was true. And then um, the next step was, so, so, as, so I had been working for a management consulting firm for 25 years, partner, global work, international assignments, expat, all that kind of stuff. And all along that career, people would say, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? And I said, well, I think I'd be, I think I'd be an athletic coach, a trainer. So mm-hmm. I thought, why not give it a try? So I went back to school to become a health and lifestyle coach, retired from the consulting firm, and then moved from Chicago to Los Angeles, where I started to work for this amazing organization, Equinox Sports Club in Los Angeles, high-end sports club, and started working working with executives and entrepreneurs there. Um, And what I loved about that opportunity is that all of my education was very much science-based. So everything I was coaching on from a physical, but also mental perspective was all science-based, which is what I do today. Um, And when I work with executives and entrepreneurs and explain the science to them, 
why they want to, for example, don't consume caffeine after 2 p.m. in the day because it's going to impact your sleep. And here's the science behind it. They get it. Yeah. So the journey was to go back to school, get some experience. And then at some point I said, I don't need a boss. I can do this on my own. Yeah. And that's where I am. And so in January of 2020, I launched, no, January of 2021, I launched Evolve Health and Lifestyle. Um, And I, every day now, I'm guiding executives and entrepreneurs who are struggling with burnout to really reignite their energy and, and live a limitless life. That's really cool. I think that's awesome. We love stories that people go through life and they learn something and then they turn around and help other people. So let's say that we have a listener or two or however many, and they think, oh yeah, this is all good and fun. And Craig changed his life, but I don't think I can. What would be your advice to them? What what would you say to them? Yeah. So I'm going to approach, is, is it okay if I approach this from a health and lifestyle perspective? Absolutely. Like, I think, yeah, because if you think about, think about <clears throat> what's going on right now in the world, um, and there are lots of surveys to support that, um, everybody's burned out, exhausted. Um, leaders are <clears throat> leaving organizations. Employees are leaving organizations. Um, and it's actually having a greater impact on women and women of color. Mm. And for me, that's just wrong. Yeah. yeah. And corporations are, not, corporations are not addressing it fast enough. And so my mission is really to equip these executives and entrepreneurs to be able to manage that better so that they don't have to leave. So that's, for me, that's the big picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that, does that resonate with you guys? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it really does. Yeah. So the practical way to actually begin to change your life is to change your habits. Yep. Because if we can change our habits, then we can slowly begin to change our life. And so I have found that from a health and lifestyle perspective, there's a, there are actually three secrets, and I'll share a couple with you right now, if that would be okay. Yeah, absolutely. As Love to, to in working with several hundred executives and entrepreneurs, that if you begin to adopt these habits, that you move the needle in the direction of your goals, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so secret number one is something I call rituals. And I don't use the word routine because when most people think of routine... They think of something they have to do, but yeah. when you think of rituals, what do you think of when you, when, when I say the word ritual? To me, I, I kind of looked at it as a routine, but more, a more um, spiritual or emotional yeah. thing that it's like, there's a lot more depth to it yeah. Yeah. than just doing something because you feel like you have to. Totally, totally. Shane, you're, you're, you're spot on. So, so there are really two rituals um, that I have found will move the needle. It's a morning ritual and an evening ritual. And to give your readers actually, or your listeners actually something that they could do right away. So a morning ritual is designed to set you up for success for the day, to give you back your control. Because what do most of us do the, mon- the minute we wake up? Yeah. I mean, a myriad of things, right? Look at our phone, Yeah, whatever. Right. I mean, right. that's we typical. look at our phone. 
We look at our email. And when you open your email, you lose control. Yeah. The, the email takes over. Social media takes over. Totally. So, so, so here are the tips around um, a morning ritual. So first and foremost, wake up at the same time every day mm. because our body loves routine. Um, if you're going to sleep in no more than an hour, and by the way, don't hit the snooze. The reason you're, you're hitting the snooze is because you're exhausted. Yeah. When you hit the snooze, most snoozes are seven to nine minutes. And from a science-based perspective, that doesn't add any kind of quality sleep. You're not going to get back into any kind of deep sleep or REM sleep, right? Which is what your body ultimately needs. So wake up at the same time every day. Second thing, hydrate. Mm. Hydrate before you caffeinate. Why? Because during the evening when you're sleeping, your body dehydrates. Yep from the food, from the sodium, from just most of us are mouth breathers. So we lose, you know, we dehydrate when we're, when we're breathing through our mouth. So at least eight ounces of water. Okay. That's the second little tip. Third tip is get outside and get some form of sunlight. Now I lived in Chicago for 20 years and I know in January, you're (laughs) not going to get, you're not going to get sunlight. But get outside, get moving. Um, And even if it's cloudy, you're still going to get enough of the benefit because what that does is it resets your circadian rhythm, that 24-hour rhythm that regulates hormone, regulates sleep. And then here's here's, here's, here's the bonus. I believe that it is important and this, this, this lines up with hope, I think, very, very uh, directly. Before I get out of bed, I set my intention for the day. And I do that by asking myself three questions. How am I going to show up today? What am I going to focus on that will move me closer to my goals? Mm-hmm. And I take that from my impact list and not my to-do list. Yes. And the third is for what am I grateful? Mm, I love it. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. I love that. I, I honest, you know, as you were talking, those are, you know, very simple things to do. Right. And I think that's oftentimes we think of when we, especially when the the term habits comes up and we, we talk about changing habits, we're like, Oh man, I can't, I can't change anything, you know, in my life because it's too difficult or, uh, you know, every time I want to go to the gym, I just can't get there or, you know, I start working out and, and, and I, I read a book a while back called Atomic Habits. And as you yeah. were kind of talking about that, I'm sure you probably are familiar with that book, but it, it, you know, it talks about those very small things. Even if you're, you know, wanting to go back and work out at the gym, just get up in the morning and put your shoes on and walk out the door, right? At the I same time. It. And that's, that's as far as you get. That's as far as you get. But creating that like habitual activity of putting your shoes on and just walking out the door will help to solidify that. So I like that, you know, waking up in the morning and just, uh, you know, hydrating and, and getting yourself ready for the day. Yeah. Um, and, and really being intentional about your thoughts of how you're going to create success right because what success looks for like for you might be different than me or shane or somebody else right and so creating that intentional 
uh, version of the day. So what would you say then are maybe one or two pointers that you would mention at the end of the day yeah. to, to get yourself ready, uh, you know, to, to, you know, prepare yourself for the next day. Yeah. So the evening ritual is all about protecting that last hour before you go to bed in order to really protect your sleep. Yeah. So the two tips that I have, one is end caffeine by 2 p.m. Because here's why, and here's the science. The half-life of caffeine, meaning it stays in your body up to six and maybe even longer hours after you have the last sip of caffeine. Mm. And so that actually blocks a chemical called adenosine that actually promotes sleep. It mm. literally blocks it, cuts it wow. off. Wow. So I remember when I was working, and I don't drink coffee, but I drink green tea. I'd be drinking green tea at 6 p.m. at night. Well, little did I know I was sabotaging my sleep. Yeah. And that was preventing me from getting into deep sleep, REM sleep, which is at the end of the day, it's not just about getting sleep. It's about getting into that deep sleep, which is, which is when your body recovers and the REM sleep, which is when your mind recovers. Yeah. And that's so important, especially for women, because during that REM sleep, your brain flushes out toxins, those mm. toxins that build up. And those toxins have been linked to Alzheimer's and dementia. And we know oh. that women are more susceptible at a rate of two times one than men. Wow. So critical, critical, critical. So that was tip number one. Tip number two is... <laughs> and we all what's the last what's the last thing we do before we go to bed well i would say turn off the tv but i don't yep. know <laughs> yeah right. so, <laughs> something so right. like that <laughs> or, or check your phone check, or check your phone yeah something yeah right so but the, the, what they have in common is we're in front of electronics yeah, yeah. so that those that blue light yep. is sending signals through your retina that to your brain that it's still daytime and your brain's going, uh, I'm, I'm not ready to go to bed. <laughs> yep. right? um, so shut that off at least an hour before you go to bed. Now, there are nights when all of us have to burn the midnight oil because of whatever reason. Then get you some blue light, blue, blue lens glasses, and that will minimize it. So th- minimize your exposure to bright lights, even the bathroom light. You know, most of us will brush our teeth or you know, whatever we do as part of our bedtime uh, routine, and we're exposed to bright lights. So minimize that. That's awesome. Yeah, I I love that you're sharing really simple advice, but you're backing it up with the science. I love this is so fascinating to me. Um, I I won't have any problem not drinking caffeine because I actually (laughs) don't even drink soda. Good. good, I haven't had soda in I don't even know, 25 years or something. I just don't like it. So yeah. I have no problem with that, but uh, I will take awesome. your advice and turn off the TV or my device an hour before I go to bed. Yeah. So Craig, we've talked about some things that we can do early on when we wake up and when we're starting to wind down our day. I'm curious, have you changed any of your eating habits or is that, was this more in, in your mind no. So, um, so Shane, that's that again, such a great question. So the, the second secret 
that I have discovered in working with, you know, several hundred clients is to eat mindfully. Yeah. And that really means that, that there's a couple of aspects to that. It's how you eat and also what you eat. And now there's more being said that the third component of that is when you eat. But let's yeah. talk about how you eat and what you eat. So um, that's what I, that's for me, mindful eating. There are a lot of definitions out there, but for me, mindful eating is how you eat, what you eat. And, and eventually we'll talk about when you eat, but how you eat really means. So most of us, and I was, I was guilty of this when I was in consulting, I'd go down to the cafeteria when we were still right going, you know, in, in, yeah. in, in, in office spaces. And I would prepare this healthy salad, healthy, come back, bring it to my desk. And I'd either be on conference calls or right in front of my laptop. And I would eat that salad. And 30 minutes later, I'd look down and it was gone. And I don't remember what I had to eat. <laughs> the point here, and that's most of us. Most of us are eating in front of the TV. Most of us are right in eating in front of our laptops. The point here is that up to 20% of the digestive process actually begins before food hits your stomach. Mm. So have you guys ever thought of food, smelt food, uh, seen food, and your mouth starts watering? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's when the actual digestive process begins. So if you are not eating mindfully, you are losing up to 20% of the digestive process mm -hmm. um, that will have an impact on how your body digests food and ultimately your body absorbs. So that's, that's one point. And most people don't know that. Yeah. The, the second point is around eating whole foods. If you look at the um, average um, American diet, the standard American diet, and it's, 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 uh, it's no coincidence that the acronym for that is SAD, S-A-D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> right? What's it, it, what's it full of? It's full of processed food. It's oh, full yeah. of, right, tons of fat. Um, and not a lot of whole foods. So, you know, when I start working with clients, some will say, what's whole foods? And I go, it's pretty simple. Whole foods don't have an ingredient list. Yeah. Right. Does a chicken breast have an ingredient list? Does broccoli, <laughs> does spinach, does, do, do they have an ingredient list? So it's eating that, but the science behind that is so that you're able to actually balance your blood sugar. And we know that when, you know, that whole processed food and all that kind of stuff spikes your blood sugar. And we know that, you know, elevated levels of, of blood sugar and cortisol and glucose and all of that kind of thing ultimately can lead to some pretty serious health issues. So that's from a that's from an eating perspective. I love this conversation that we're having. I, I think it's so crucial and and I totally agree with you. Um, you know, I you think back to our ancestors, right? And how yeah. they grew up and and they didn't grow up with processed stuff, right? They ate yeah. carrots and beets and, right. you know, all these things and they ate them in, you know, right. They, they yeah. didn't eat blueberries in December because they didn't, you know, they couldn't <laughs> right. grow them. Right. Uh, and so, and I think oftentimes our body has like gone into the shock wave because it's like, wait, hundred years ago, we didn't eat blueberries in the middle of winter. So why am I eating those now? Right. right. <laughs> so right. I'm getting these sugars and. So I, I like what you're what you're talking about. Um, maybe if you just touch real quickly on, you know, maybe 
the exercise portion, uh, you know, if there's a, you know, maybe an exercise habit that they could create that's, that's simple, but, uh, you know, could make some lasting effect. Right. Cause I think saying, okay, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week and I'm gonna work 45 minutes each day, but I'm today I'm only working out for two minutes and you know, so it's pretty simple. Move, move, move. Mm, I don't it. care what you do. I don't Pretty care simple. what you do. Now, that's that's simple. Obviously, you know, I, I do eventually care what you want to do because because you want to you want to work on your strength. Yeah. You want to work on your mobility. You want to work on your aerobic capacity. Right. Right. But if you're just getting started, move, move, move. And if you combine that with a morning walk with sunlight, man, you've hit the jackpot. Yep. For multiple reasons. So, you know, people think they have to go to the gym. They don't just move, get up and get up and dance. Um, I love right? that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't, I don't care what you do. Walk your dog. You know, there are days I'm, I have two dogs and I live in a high rise and I'm blessed. I, you know, every day there are, day, there are mornings I might wake up and I'm like, eh, but I got to take them out. And, you know, so they, right. So yeah. I use them as motivation. Um, so yeah, it's simple. Move, move, move. That's great. I, I love that. It, and and everything you're talking about that that's that's why I love what you're saying is because it's very simple things that we can do. And I think oftentimes we think it's got to be this great grand thing. You know, I've got to go to the gym and get a membership and pay thirty dollars a month and blah 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 blah. Right? When really all you're saying is move your body. Uh, and we had a guest on this would have been over a year ago, but she said, you know, when you move your body, you move your mind. And so, yeah. Oh yeah. you know, I, I, I loved that when she said that, cause it, it really made me think about, you know, yeah. I, when I move my body, I'm making my mind start to process things better. And, you know, I'm getting the blood flow going and all of that stuff. So this has been such a great conversation, Craig, and I, I've really appreciated your insight, your, your Thank you. simplicity of it. It's been wonderful. So we've gotten to a point uh, in our podcast that we call the double down dose. Um, and I know you were looking forward to this. I am. I, I, this, this is like the highlight of my day. <laughs> Craig is prepped. <laughs> so, so I'm going to ask the first question, then Shane will ask that follow-up question. But uh, my question is, is, is simple. What is hope? mean to you? Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's such an interesting word. And we're at a time in the history of our world where, man, we need some hope with all the divisiveness and all the hatred and all the polarization. So again, thank you guys for, um, for what you do. And thanks for asking the, the question. So I, I, I believe that hope is a belief or a certainty that anything is possible, even if it might not work out. Mm. Now, hope without action and personal accountability to me is meaningless. Mm. Love it. That that is amazing. I love the way that you said that. Really, really love it. Um, so we usually ask the second question, which is what, how would you define love? But I'm going to mix it up just a little bit today. We, we do that every once in a while. We do love talking about hope and we created an acronym about hope. 
heart yeah. overcome passion and enough so when we're when we talk about overcoming what what comes to mind for me uh, um overcoming is about resilience and the ability to bounce back from adversity or challenge And I think the critical piece, and this is a piece that I work with my clients with, is around mindset. Mm. And I define mindset. There are lots of definitions out there, but the way I define mindset is who do you want to be and how are you going to show up? And so as we think about overcoming, if we know who we want to be or are, and we know how we want to show up, that gives us the target mm-hmm. that gives us the vision for overcoming. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think any, anyone who's hearing this, I think you should ask those two questions that Craig just asked, who am I and how do I want to show up with anything? And I think you're going to find um, if you, if you want to change, then certainly you can listen to this podcast and, or, and, or reach out to Craig uh, if there were people who wanted to get in touch with you, Craig, how could they do that? Yeah, so the best way to reach me is um, Craig at EvolveHealthAndLifestyle.com. So Craig at, and that's all spelled out, EvolveHealthAndLifestyle.com. Awesome. We'll make sure that's in the show notes. Great. And, and, and really, I just, I, I want to get your take on it. So I'm going to ask you the question, what, what is your definition of love? Yeah, so... For me, love is about connection and a sense of belonging. But to feel loved, you have to feel safe. Mm. And that's part of, and we could probably talk for hours, that's part of what I see is wrong, is not right with today's environment. There are communities that don't feel safe. Yeah. And ultimately, it's not going to end in love. It's not going to end in connection or belonging. So we have to, at a basic level, get back to that safety piece. So that you may not have been expecting that answer, but that's <laughs> what came up for me. Amen. I love, I love, love your insight. These, I, these questions we love asking, Shane and I, we've gotten you know a myriad of different answers when we've asked these questions. And you know, on the surface, they seem pretty simple. But really, when you think about these questions, they they are complex and they're they're very individualized for the person, right? And where they're at in their life at that point. Um, I mean, we've gotten <laughs> everything <laughs> a broad spectrum of of answers just to those, you know, those those what we would maybe consider a simple question, but not so simple. Yeah. Um, so thank you for your time today, Craig. I, I really appreciated our conversation. It's been really really insightful, and I just hope that the people listening to this really, you know, use it, pay attention, listen, re-listen to it, um, you know, take notes, whatever they got to do to, to, to get out of this, uh, what we're, what we've put into it. So. Thank you again. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for asking those questions. Questions are a filter that, um, can change the world. Yeah. Amen. Love it. Thanks again, Craig. 